As a pastor, I'm constantly concerned about how to create connections beyond just the weekend services. And one of the valuable tools that we have found for achieving this at our church is our app powered by Subsplash. It's one thing to have an app. It's another thing to have an app that has the ability to allow your community to access messages, resources, and even give. And Subsplash created that for us. It's become our go-to platform for connecting with our congregation in ways we never could have before. Subsplash is so much more than just a platform or even just an app. It brings people together, empowers giving, and transforms lives. If you're interested in learning more, I encourage you to visit their website at subsplash.com. That's S-U-B-S-P-L-A-S-H.com. Subsplash.com. Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it's not complicated. Join us each week as we work to make faith simple. This is Simple Faith. How do you know when it's time to go? Maybe you're leaving a job. Maybe you're retiring. Maybe you're moving. Well, that is a story that I've talked to countless pastors and leaders on the podcast about. And recently, it's become part of my story. After 20 years at Real Life Church, my wife and I have felt called to get closer to family and have recently made the difficult decision to leave Real Life Church. And today, I tell you why and tell you what we've learned. I want to thank Subsplash for their sponsoring of this podcast, and I want to thank them for their continued support over these last few months. And friends, this was a conversation I didn't think I would ever be having with you. I kind of just thought that we would stay here forever and retire, and uh, that would be it. And over the last few years, I was thinking a little bit more of, well, probably one day we may need to move closer to home. Uh, But on October the 1st of 2023, I announced to our congregation of Real Life Church that after 20 years as the lead pastor, I would be resigning to take over as the lead pastor at Crossroads Christian Church in Grand Prairie, Texas. I can honestly say this was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my professional and ministry career. And maybe you're part of our church in California, and you've heard me talk about this and share it on the weekend. Maybe you receive our newsletters, and you've even seen me write about it. Or maybe you've just simply heard about it, or maybe this is brand new to you. But I wanted to spend some time on the podcast talking to you, my podcast family, about this decision. Because I've talked to a lot of other pastors about why they left, and what was next for them, and how they processed that. And I found myself living it out, and I've learned so much from some of these different pastors that I was able to not only use that, but glean knowledge and wisdom from it as I began this process and transition here at Real Life. So let me just say something right out from the beginning. Our decision to resign and to take a different job at a different church had nothing to do with Real Life Church. Real Life Church is strong. It is a great church. And I love the staff we get to work with, and I feel like we are healthier than ever. We're growing at a rapid rate. A few weekends ago, we baptized 185 people. We're on pace to baptize over 400 people this year. We're in the process of planting 30 churches in California. We're training up leaders. Everything is up and to the right and going great. I'm not running from anything. I love this place. I could die here. But God had other plans. And in our decision to make this choice to move, 
I came up with several lessons that I have learned along the way. Lesson number one, my family is my first ministry. As much as I love the thousands of people that I get to minister to and take care of and pastor and lead at real life, I recognize that the needs of my family do come first. I think in the early days of real life, I sacrificed my family for the sake of the church. I had some good practices that got me home early and in time for dinner, but mentally I was often gone. I was often on my phone or on in a book, you know, reading and writing, taking notes and prepping for a message or a leadership talk. And even when I wasn't doing that and we were just watching American Idol, I was zoned out thinking about ministry. And I think in the early days, my kids and my wife didn't always get the best of me. And over the last decade, I feel like I've been a little bit more focused and attentive and present. But over the last few months, especially, I've realized the need that the extended family needs as well. I was not there when my dad passed away six years ago. I was there a few days prior. I had a great conversation with him. But in the final days, I was not able to be there. As my mother ages, as my in-laws age, and as I think about my wife, I recognize her need to be there with her dad, especially at this time. As they all begin to get older, I've been thinking a lot about how I have kept my wife away from her family for 30 years now as I've traveled from Kentucky to California and now it's time to get a little bit closer to home. For the sake of us helping them through their aging process, uh, but also being around for our kids as well to be a little bit closer to where they are and might end up and whatever needs they might have, I just realized my family's really my first ministry. So the idea of getting a little closer to home, and though Texas isn't home, it's about a half day's drive, about six hours to get to all family members. I'm not in a position where I can just retire right now, so I need to work. And this church that reached out and called, it became very clear that this was the right fit and exactly where God wanted me to be. Hey, let me interrupt for just a second. If you're a church leader and your church does not have an app or your app seems to be a little bit limited, check out subsplash.com as a great resource to really give your app all the horsepower that it needs. You can connect people, you can help them get access to messages, and you can help them set up recurring giving, which is a game changer when it comes to resourcing your ministry. Subsplash.com. Okay, back to our episode. My family is my first ministry was my first lesson. The second lesson that I've learned through all this is pride and guilt are the wrong reasons to stay. You see, I'm a uh, six on the Enneagram. I'm loyal to the core. Uh, and that's why I'm still a Kansas City Royals fan. And despite them losing over 100 games this season, I still uh, kept track of the scores and watched a lot of those games. And there's part of me that when we launched our initiative called Real Hope, our church planning effort to plant 30 churches in California by the year 2030, I thought, well, I can't leave until that is done. We're only a few years into that. We've only planted 12 at this point. I can't stop. I can't go until that is finished. I began to think things like, the church is counting on me. We just celebrated 20 years. There, there are so many more plans and dreams and all good things, but 
all wrong reasons to stay. It was clear I was being called to care for my family and also to lead a church. About a year ago, I started helping out a church in the Midwest a few hours from my family. Their pastor of 30 years had retired, and they needed a leader who could care for them, love them, cast vision for the future, and then hand it off in a decade or so. And they started asking me, and I kept saying no. But God said, you can't stay because of pride. First, that's sin, and second, I started this thing before you, and I'll keep it going after you. It's really not about you. And then I began to deal with this guilt of leaving, this guilt of leaving people behind or having to say goodbye or haven't finished what I started. And much like our conversation a few weeks ago with Wade Joy, I began to think, boy, maybe this dream of finishing at real life, this dream of finishing 30 by 30 on my watch is not for me. I began thinking about my pride as well. You see, this church that I'm going to be going to is in Texas. I have made a lot of fun of people who have moved to Texas over the last three years. People that have left California for various states, Texas being one of them. I remember probably 30 years ago saying to God, God, I'll go anywhere you want, anywhere but California. (laughs) And of course, I end up here. And over the last three years, I remember thinking anywhere but Idaho. Tennessee or Texas. It's so cliche. And here we are being led to Texas. Pride and guilt are the wrong reasons to avoid a calling. Much like Jonah, not going at this point in my life would be disobedient. So on October 15th, we announced to the congregation of Crossroads Christian Church in Grand Prairie, Texas, that we're coming. And my status is I'll remain on the teaching team at Real Life for the foreseeable future, teaching dates for the rest of the year, filling in when needed, but I'll take over the leadership and primary teaching responsibilities there in Grand Prairie, Texas. I'm going to help out Real Life as much as possible in helping them find their next lead pastor, and our friend Mike Bro will step in as the interim lead pastor, and we'll continue teaching through the story, just like we started a few weeks ago. But I began to really wrestle with the fact that pride and guilt are the wrong reasons to stay. Here's the the third lesson I learned, and this is probably the biggest and most applicable for every one of us. My identity is not my assignment. You see, for many of us, we think that our identity is our assignment. In other words, I'm a parent, I'm a pastor, I'm a leader, I'm a teacher, I'm a plumber, I'm a technician. But those are assignments that change our identity is a child of God. Our mission is to love God and love people. And we can do that anywhere, even California, even Texas. And that's the biggest lesson. One day we'll all be gone, and all that will remain is the legacy of love that we've left and how we've helped people to come to discover that love of God. Recently, I sat with a friend of mine over a cup of coffee telling him about our decision and what God was going to do and how he was leading us to a different place. And we both wept. And he looked at me and he just said, Rusty, I hate this, but I know God's got this. And I know God's got your journey. Wherever he's taking you from and wherever he's taking you to, you may have thought that that would never happen, that God would never put you in that particular place or lead you to another place. Well, God 
is continuing to tell his upper story and his lower story that involve you and I, much like we're seeing as we walk through the story. If you want to hear more about this, you can listen to my talk from October 1st at Real Life. For my new friends in Texas who would like to hear more about vision and direction of where we're going as a church in Texas, you can listen to the talk that we did on October the 15th. But going forward, the podcast will continue. I'll still continue to bring you the best guests I can find, share with you the life and wisdom and learning that I'm picking up from other people so that we can continue to make faith simple. In fact, next week, we get a great guest in William Vanderblumen who talks about how to be a unicorn. In other words, how to stand out in the job market today. Well, and that's my story. I hope it encouraged you and your story and where God is leading you. Maybe it's time to go. Maybe it's time to stay. But it's always time to be God's. That's your identity. Thank you so much for listening. If you feel like it would be an encouragement to somebody else, pass it along. And for everybody, make sure you subscribe and share and leave a review. And as always, keep it simple. Keep it simple.